Welcome to the Challenge Podcast. My name is Bram McCartney, founder and director of the 38 Challenge, a warrior workout in memory of my brother, Captain Matthew Brewer, in order to raise awareness for mental health and veterans and athletes. On February 19th, 2021, Captain Matthew Brewer committed suicide due to the invisible scars he endured through a lifelong mission of serving and protecting others. The Challenge Podcast allows warriors to show vulnerability in order to empower others to seek help and to do the same. This podcast at times might seem uncomfortable, and while that's because showing vulnerability is one of the most challenging yet strongest things that someone can do. If you or a loved one are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please contact the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And now for this week's episode. All right, this week's episode of the 38 Challenge podcast here with a good friend, Earl Lundy III. Brother, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brother, 100%. Yeah, so you have a an awesome story, very unique story. I was combined or I was connected to Earl through Combined Arms. Um, they'll be getting involved with the challenge this year. Excited to have you in person at that challenge, tearing it up, you know, doing doing your CrossFit, doing your thing. But why don't you introduce yourself, um, a little bit of your background to the listeners who who don't know who Earl Lundy the third is. Yes, um, Earl Lenny, like the third, and I'm Army veteran, third generation paratrooper. You know, that's pretty much my my grandfather and my father both served in 82nd. I just carried on with that footstep and and that legacy to to continue to do the same. Um, like right now, I'm 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 out and I'm, I'm a veteran, working with a lot of veteran organizations. Um, as you mentioned, I work with Combined Dorms. I'm I'm the community outreach manager, but I'm also the gym manager, promoting health and wellness for our veterans. Um, as it's just another tool uh, for mental health and uh, another way to bridge that gap of different things that they could go they're going through that that's the gym is just to be that outlet for them but also connecting them to the resources that combined dorms provide um but I'm also an advocate for other organizations as well uh just teaching and mentoring youth um I think that's one of my newfound purposes in life to do that and I'm doing that you know to the best of my ability right now yeah, brother, 100%. And, you know, super excited to to be connected to you and to be working with Combined Arms because obviously our missions are the same, right? Uh, we have to we, get, we have to address these these veteran issues head on and just mental health in general. Um, you know, so I guess my first question for you in working with veterans and providing them mental health services, man, how important is it to be vulnerable within the veteran community and seeking that, that mental health help? I mean, that is, that's a big task, you know, just to, you know, to be able to say, okay, I'm vulnerable and just saying that I need help. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, But it's just like, like I always say, I'm not just doing this for me. I didn't just seek help for myself, but I'm a big advocate of just doing the things for the people that surround you as well. I'm married with two kids. And I know that that was a task. Once I was able to get help, they would be able to get uh, help as well, from, you know, whether it be me or just stuff that they're dealing with uh, individually, especially like if I have my son, you know, I want him to be able to look up to me in that regards, you know, like don't hold these things in, man. It, it, it could really eat at you. And, um, and we've seen that a lot of uh, in the veteran community, you know, of course, being in the military, we have that mindset, that grit, you know, never give up, never quit. And we push a lot of those emotions to the side to be able to help others. Or just saying, I'm, I don't have anything, you know, I don't, nothing's wrong with me, you know, I'm just, let me just focus on helping others and everything. That's what we do. That's what, you know, we've been trained to serve. 
and um and just care uh you know and to do those things but as we get out man and we need that additional service and need that additional help and really acknowledge you know that there if there is a problem like dealing with ptsd or or anything with dealing with mental health it's it's it's, it's critical getting help so you'd be able to move forward yeah man 100 percent. i couldn't i couldn't agree more so just before we move forward what if you could define vulnerability you know what would be that what would be that that definition? Uh, vulnerability. Um, a good definition for me when it comes to that is just uh, asking for help uh, and not, you know, not letting that thing, letting that be a weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's more for strength more than anything. Um, sure. And that's why I have to re- definitely wrap my head around to be like, you know, this is not a weak point of my but to ask for help. That's that's a big step, and that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. It does, man, and I think we say this all the time on this podcast. There's nothing harder. There's nothing harder to do than, than seek for help. But there's nothing that will benefit, as you mentioned, benefit yourself and benefit your family and the people around you more than than showing that vulnerability. Um, right. So I guess let's let's start to jump into your story a little bit, because I mean you have you have a very. I'll just I'll just let you take it. You know. You, you yes. mentioned that you mentioned that you, right? You you've gone through things in your life that are hard, and you had to tell yourself that it's okay to seek help. So I guess let's start with start with that story. Um, you know, particularly when when your life completely changed. Uh, yes. Well, it, it changed when I joined the military. Um, uh, for the better. Uh, you know, at the time, you know, I was I, I had a you know just getting out of getting out of college and um, went to military. My wife was pregnant with uh, twins. I already had a little girl. And like two weeks later, I just enlisted and went straight into the military. And um, and it was a great thing because I feel like, you know, I was continuing to carry on legacy with my father and grandfather, you know, being able to go to 82nd, jump out of airplanes and, and, and serve my country. Um, but in um, 2008, I deployed to, 2007, I deployed to Afghanistan and um, I was injured in 2008. And um, that took a toll on me. I was in a vehicle. Uh, I was at a district center. Um, I was right side of Fob Salerno and um, parked a vehicle full of explosive on the side of the district center that we was in and blew the house up. Um, the house ended up collapsing down on me. I was buried for four to five hours, uh, four to five hours before they was finally able to find me and pull me out. But in that time in my life, under that rubble, you know, my life will truly change. And, you know, you know, you don't know what you've been through until you go through it. You don't know how strong you are until you're able to, you know, overcome. You have no other choice but to over, try to overcome those things when it's just you. Uh, for me, I was down there um, and um, I was, you know, buried from head to toe, like, feel like I couldn't move at all. And, um, and, but in those times, you know, we, we find strength, you know, you know, in, in military, what's one of the biggest things that they do is help you to be mentally strong. And um, and I had to go back to my training. You know, you know, I can't if I if I think about if I panic, it's going to get worse. But I can't do that. So I had to, you know, reevaluate the, the situation. And, you know, on top of that, you know, telling myself if God wanted me dead, I would have been dead. So how could I go and get through this um, and not quit? You know, that's one thing that the military ingrained in us, never give up, never quit. 
and um and always place the mission first my mission is not done here on this earth yet um and so i had to you know continue to fight fight through that urge to want to quit and want to give up and um and to be able to, so i could be there for my family and um and for the people that that's connected with me and so um you know, one of the first realizations that I did was like, when I came to, it was like, I felt like I wanted to quit. I felt like I wanted to give up. Like, this is it. This, this can't be happening. It's a dream. And, um, and I realized, you know, like how many times have we faced that as individuals, as veterans, or just it, any, anybody in life, you know, feel like giving up when it feel like this is the roughest patch in their life and they can't make it through. You know, you know, one of the biggest things that I had to first come to the realization to myself that I could get through this. I could push myself through this, you know, and if I'm still here, that means I could still, I'm still able to fight. And um, and so one of the biggest things I had, I had a boulder that was sitting on my face and was cutting off all my circulation. Um, and so I, as soon as I moved that boulder, you know, rubble and everything fell in my mouth, couldn't breathe at all. You know, I was like, okay, okay, God, okay, Lord, like, why why now you know i just found the much courage to push this thing off my chest and off my face and to be able to be like now rubble now it's even harder you know but um mm-hmm. you know and those big those things to me that i still carry to this day is like uh you know i feel like god was telling me like the little things could you just as much as the uh, big things mm-hmm. so what are we doing you know on a daily um to make sure that we stay encouraged what are we doing on a daily uh, to help build us up or build other other people up around us. What are we doing with the small things? Should what we watching? What we eating? What we listening to? All those things play a factor in in you know in our in our within our heart and the way we thinking in our minds. And so, God has given me all this revelation as I'm abutting this rubble, you know. And um, and so once I was able to pull that off or whatever, as some time passed, um, you know. You know, I had to come to that realization over and over again. Who are you? Who are you? And I had to, you know, tell myself I'm Earl Lundy Third. You know, I'm a warrior. You know, I could do this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm big believer. Uh, you know, like God, you got me in this, but you got me in this to, to learn from it. And how will this impact people around me? And and now, like I'm doing, once I was able to get to that realization, here I am today. You know, going around speaking and talking about overcoming fears, overcoming those adversities that we face daily. And um, and just knowing, you know, I couldn't have did this without my team. One of the biggest things, once I realized that, you know, I was able to, you know, pull the rubber and did everything that I could do. One of the first things that, you know, when it was finally able to get to me, it was like, you know, we're going to get you out. I could not get up, 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 up from under that rubble until my teammate my, and, my, and, my, and my soldiers was able to pull me out. And that's where we at, you know, into in today's in today's society now, where we need that team to help pull us out of those different things. That's why it's important to to seek help out with dealing with PTSD or or mental health or anything that we're dealing with, you know, just because you've been through that, that don't mean you need to stay there and um in that dark place. And sometimes you need additional help to pull you to pull yourself out. But first, come to the realization that I need help. And, um, and I think that's where it's, that's where it's, it's at, and that's where it holds a lot of weight for me. That's why I'm now I'm telling veterans and youth about it. No matter every what you're going through, whether you went to the military or not, you know we all go through those those battles daily. You think my battle wasn't that wasn't just the battle that I just faced overseas, but I'm still dealing with battles every day. 
that I had to fight and I had to overcome. But my support system is strong. Uh, my wife is, uh, my kids are strong. My veteran community is strong where I go get my help. If I need speaking, we have platforms like this where I can speak and, and really like a disability for me right here as well. So just, you know, it's just amazing that, you know, everything comes full circle. Um, and no one, like once again, not staying in that place, acknowledging it, but not staying there. And, you know, that's where I definitely try to show when I'm, when I'm out speaking and, and talking about, you know, my experience. Yeah, brother, 100%. And I mean, what a traumatic experience that you went through, right? I mean, you literally, quite literally saw your life flash before your eyes. I mean, you didn't know if you were alive or if you were dead. And, right. and I don't, and one of the points that you mentioned is that, you know, you don't have to go through an experience like you went through in order to come to the realization that it's like, hey, I got to reach, I have to reach out to other people. But it's because of your story and because of the things that you went through and the fact that you are basically dead, that now you can tell people, hey, this is what it means to be alive, right? To pull that, right. to pull that rubble off for you and to, to have that teammate and to seek help. So, man, after that traumatic experience, I'm sure that was just the beginning of a lot of those mental battles that you, that you started to deal with. Can you kind of walk, yeah. can you kind of walk through whether that be physical or, or mental, what that, what that recovery looked like for you? in some of those dark, those dark places that I'm, I think any human would go through after some experience like that. Yeah. Um, for me, the, it was bad, you know, that, like I said, that was just the first battle that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I had a full body injury at a, a TBI, you know, uh, had staples in my head from, from the crush injury. I had a left leg crush injury to my leg, uh, nerve damage and still in there, my shoulder, nerve damage in my shoulder and L4, L5, I had injury to my lower back as well. And, um, and, uh, it's just my whole, I had a full body injury, like couldn't, couldn't walk yeah, for months. Sure. Um, and, um, and the doctor to the point where the doctors like tell me I might not be able to walk again, or I'm, they might have to amputate my leg because the injury was so bad. You know, so I'm going through all this. But once again, you know, you know, I have to keep reiterating, man, I made it. I made it out, you know, I made it. And once I keep telling myself that I have to continue to speak that to myself, you know, you know, from the point where, okay, I'm here now what? And, um, and I had a lot of down days, like every day was not an easy day. Like just boom, pick myself up, you know, boom, you know, go back out. It, it wasn't, I, my wife, uh, like I can't, speak nothing but great things for her because she was helping me. She was the one that wants to help me pull me out my funk and speak life into me. And um that's why that team is so critical. Um and that support. And um but uh you know me being in a dark place, I was dealing with PTSD extremely bad, had bad cases of it, you know, waking up, you know, at midnight because I'm feeling like I'm in the rubble again, can't breathe. Um, you know, nightmares just you know, like during the afternoon and your day is just like very little thing would, would tick me off, you know, very irritable, body still in pain, you know, still recovering. Um, but once again, you know, speaking into myself or knowing, you know, trying to look for and everything. And, you know, my wife, she's helped me pull me out of situations, um, you know, like get me out the house and get me out doing it. And it was very tough. I know it was very training on her. But one of the, the things that helped turn that around 
just one day I was in my garage and um on my left hand was still had one good arm and I'm sitting in a chair in my garage with my garage door open and I had just one 20 pound weight and I'm just curling because I'm you know I'm telling I'm telling myself like hey I'm gonna get out this you know I just gotta start with some somewhere mm-hmm. and then um what am I doing what I have you know and I think that's what you know and things so my wife was telling me, what are you doing what you can do what can you do I don't know, I, you know, I can't tell myself I can't do nothing or you go out there and do something. So I'm sitting in my garage, you know, lifting this one power and this kid walked by and just looked at me. And um, I'm thinking like, you could my, you know, I have, uh, you know, I had reconstruction surgery on my face. Um, I had like seven surgeries on my face because um, I had uh, one of the boulders, uh, rocks went through my jaw. And um, so all this is reconstructed on my, yeah. on my, on my right side of my face. And so I'm thinking he's looking at me in my face and I'm all, you know, I still have tubes in my leg from draining the fluids out my leg from uh, my, um, on my left leg. And, um, and I'm just curling and he walks up to me and he's like, um, you know, man, uh, you know what, what you're doing? I'm like, just curl. I'm, I'm lifting, I'm working out, you know? And, um, and then one thing I think he's about to say something about my face, but he was like, um, no, uh, can you train me? I was like, Man, I don't know this young boy. I just know, you know, I seen him around the way because he's uh he was an older kid and so he was in my in my in my neighborhood. I seen him walking around and everyone's playing basketball and stuff. He's like, Can can you train me? And I'm like, train you, you know, what you trying to do? He's like, Well, I want to play, I want to go try for my football team. And I'm like, you know, you know what? And so I'm like, yeah, I train you. So I went inside and told my wife, I'm like, yo, this, uh one of the teenagers down the street just asked me, could I train him? And he was like, um, okay, well, let's go, go go ahead and get you some equipment. So she got me all this Nike Spark equipment and everything came like the following week. And so that, you know, at that moment, that spark came back, you know, yeah. okay, then what do? And he gave me all this equipment and they training him for like two weeks. And he got me out the house. He got me to walk to the field. I'm in my, on my crutches walking to the field. Um, and, uh, and uh, he was, you know, helping me. He carried the bags. Now, when I did a question, I gave him a different routes to do, and, and and it just took off from there. And and um, you know, when that 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 time where it's like, like I said, once again, that's another dark moment in my life. Like, what am I going to do next? You know, this is all that I know. This is I've been in here. This, this is all I wanted to do, and now I can't do it. You know, I was going to retire out. You know, I'd be disappointed to my grandfather and father because I can't continue. Because now I'm about to get out the military, get medical, tired out the military what other ways can I do to serve? And once I, once I was able to uh, train that young man, just spark something out to my wife, you know, that's what I want to do. And yeah. so, you know, it's just, like I said, just something so small, you know, or to them, you know, help spark something back in, in me to be able to continue to serve in, in that capacity. Yeah, bro. And I think, I mean, so many, that's such a powerful story, right? There's so many different things you can take away from that. First of all, serving others i mean there's nothing this is why i do this podcast right this is why i do the 38 challenge i mean i do it for me just as much as i do it for anyone else right like serving other people and making a difference there's nothing there's nothing better for your mental health than serving others there's nothing that can feel right and feel anything in your life than helping others and it gives me chills even thinking about that like and before my Mm -hmm. brother died i would have never said those words right you until you Mm -hmm help serve other people you don't understand the joy and the happiness it can bring you but also man how much that relationship meant to both of you right that kid saved you as well as you probably saved that kid 
that kid came up to you right. because he's like, Hey, I look up to you. I want you to, I want you to train me. I want you to be my mentor. But at the same time, that I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he knows it now, but he had no idea how much, mm-hmm. how much that he meant to you. Right. And so I think, mm-hmm. I, I think it goes to that. It just shows how powerful having those conversations can be right. Walking up to someone, even though it's uncomfortable, right. Even though, right. you know, even though they're, whatever your face is, is messed up because of the things that you went through, but mm-hmm. walking up. So having that uncomfortable conversation leads to so many awesome things and, and showing that, that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I guess a question for you is, you know, I feel like fitness is now a big part of your life, right? Mentorship is now a big part of your life, man. Where do you, where do you draw the connection between being vulnerable and how that has helped and how fitness has helped you in that aspect? Um, it's, it's when it comes to fitness, I fitness saved my life. It really did. Just like you said, just from that little moment, imagine if I didn't go out there, it was time to lift weights or think about me getting me, like you said, out your comfort zone. You know, one thing I hated doing was going to the gym and work out because once again, I feel like everybody's looking at me, Yeah. but you know, you know, that was, that was a hard thing for me, but you know, when I got here to Houston and, you know, the the veterans come in and like, hey, man, you good. We're in this together. That, that was a big thing for me. And I, and I translate to that, whether it be physical to mental to spiritual. I, I like when people are coming into the gym, it's like they're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to start, but it's just showing up. You know, I think that's the one of the yeah. first thing. You know, and it comes with the same thing with mental health. It's like I don't know where to start. I don't know what to want to talk about. Just show up, you know. And so, um, and that's the first step. And so, like I said, it saved my life because not only am I doing something to better myself, I'm doing this to, uh, to breathe encouragement to somebody else as well, and everything. And they don't know how much, you know. Of course, they had the scientific route where you know how it helps build you up. Uh, you know, as far as you know, increasing your heart rate, doing all these great, wonderful things as far as what exercise do to you. But I noticed one thing when I come going to the gym and especially at Commodores, we started a, a free gym for veterans where it's, um, where it's boxing, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, CrossFit, um, Camp, Gladi- Camp Gladiator. Um, we do all these different uh, classes. And one thing is that we find that, that works is just they're talking they're talking again um and for me that's therapy you know um they're coming in we've seen people that's going through the same issue oh i had a leg injury you know what do you do to go oh this is what this is my therapy man i I feel it was kind of uncomfortable talking about this or things that they're going through at home we once we're done working out we're there for another hour just talking about the things that we're dealing with and um and we're okay man let's let's go through this let's let's go Let's go have a drink. Let's go talk about it, and we go have lunch, and we, and that's therapy, and um, and so I've seen that man, and and just how many lives that trans transformed, and think that they could do that. Now they have enough courage to come in there and work out at the gym, even though they have maybe have insecurity about their bodies. Are they saying I can't train because I have an injury? No, I'm not gonna tell them. Let me tell you about the injury. Let me tell you about my injury. You know, you're doing, you're able to do this. So like, yes, yeah, so don't put a limit on yourself on what you're capable of doing because you know because of that. There are ways around that. There's modifications. There's different stages that you have to take. And so, and as you get understanding of that, then they're more confident into training. And then once we do that, 
we talk about there every day. Like we, we bring that into the picture. Of what are you doing? Because it affects your mental. You know, we we talk about all this. Okay, let's work. Let's talk about what's some something that you that you've been through today, or what's something that made you frustrated today. And now, how can you handle that differently? Um, you know, we talk about these different things. They don't even know what they're, they're doing. It's just thing they come to get a workout. But we're yeah. talking about everything. It's health and wellness. It's 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 overall mental, physical, and spiritual, and and we do that. And so now, me seeing them working out with, I'm working out with a veteran or a youth. We we talk about the different things that that comes to to um to feel like this, where it's breaking them down or building them up. And we talk about okay, then if you could do one more push up that you wasn't able to do yesterday, imagine what you could do in the classroom. Imagine what you could do with your peers or when you're at work imagine what you could do with your family overcoming those different things you, like two weeks ago you couldn't do five push-ups mm-hmm. so it's just a muscle that we continue to exercise when that's and we do that physically and mentally we challenge them on both um, with both components of that and like i said it's just it works hand in hand like you a lot of people are like i don't see myself strong i'm not that strong I'm like who is strong enough to come in here that's not uh everyday uh thing that somebody could come in here and just squat 300 pounds right yeah you gotta but the process exactly it's 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 a day-by-day thing it's something that you gotta continue to work on and so it's hard at first but you know it's hard talking but like you said that vulnerability piece and um you know just to talk about that and you know and to be honest with yourself and go out there and really talk to somebody else you know it, it takes it takes a toll but at the end of the day once you continue to do that over and over then oh, it yeah. becomes part of your regimen and it gets better it does it's not <laughs> it really does yeah, so man. that's where that's the approach that we take 100 percent, bro yeah and i had a it's funny you know funny you say that because i love that point you say it's just showing up right that's the first step so i had a i had a buddy text me the other day and he goes hey man i'm um i'm really struggling with my mental health you know i, I would like to it's like i can't really reach out to people like i don't you know, I, I feel like I'm a burden, so on and so forth. Um, and I, I, unfortunately, I was in the car, so I couldn't see him, right? I, I was like, hey, let's let's jump on the phone call. He's like, I'm going to go try to find someone to talk to. I was like, hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. And he was like, mm-hmm. he's like, man, what do I say? He's like, I don't know, like, what like what, what do I say? I was like, dude, just say it. Just show up yeah. and talk to him and say, hey, man, I'm struggling. And then just let the conversation right. go from there. And then, mm-hmm. and, I, and it's, I was like, thinking because like people don't know what to say they don't know how to take that first step but literally all it is is just going up to someone right like, like you go to the gym and it's like just picking up mm-hmm. that 20 pound dumbbell right you start you start real simple but you just go up to someone right. and say listen go to someone that you trust not just not just anyone right go up to someone that you trust and you say hey i'm struggling and then and i told him just how because he was like man i feel weak i feel i was like dude there's nothing stronger that you could have done than to text me. And I was like, I am so proud of you. Like, right. like, like I said, I'm mm-hmm. talking, I'm talking to Earl on, on Monday. Right. And, and Earl got mm-hmm. his, he, he basically was dead. Right. And was a combat veteran, one of those badass dudes in the world. Right. He's a warrior. He does, he is vulnerable and he doesn't see himself as weak from doing it. So why should you, right. right. You are just as strong as these, as the strongest people in the world because you're doing this. I was like, right. What, and I was like, what would be weak is you not going to talk to them because you're afraid. It's like that is that yeah. is not strength. That is the opposite yeah. of strength. And then afterwards, he mm. texts me and he goes, "He's like that was the hardest thing I've ever done, the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done." But it's like I feel just a huge weight off my shoulders. Right. And I guarantee that the next time he has that conversation, it's going to be a lot different, right? And now he can mm. help people 
do the same thing and it's just there's so many different ways that it relates to fitness what i want to ask you and one of the things that you mentioned is like because i think people get a bad rap on vulnerability right because it's like i'm just complaining i'm just i'm just you know i i like like this like my friend you know i am just giving my burdens on other people and i think there's a huge difference between like you said like pushing through something is like is is essentially what what vulnerability is so where do you draw the line between like when someone would say you know um i'm being a burden you know i'm weak for talking for 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 being vulnerable you know what's your response to that you know i say um it's tough you know being in the military we always have that whole mentality and what is strong is it's just you know sucking it up drinking water drive on you know and that's what that's what we do you know we don't have time to really talk over because we got the mission in front of us and you know that's what's important but i want to be able to make sure that mission is done completely to the best of our ability so make sure that we're taken care of before we go out there and do it Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's where I, I try to segue into that when it comes to that, you know, like it's not just being strong, it's just not shutting up and being quiet and holding that into yourself. You know, that is something that, you know, that will tear um, eventually, you know, hold our hold, hold weight on, like you said, and have that burden on our shoulder. You know, holding all that weight and trying to carry on. It's like, imagine you got, you know, of course, you know, we, we rocked all the time. Yeah. You know, but everything that we we imagine, but that's a, a emotional weight that we're carrying every time, even when we don't have to do it. You know, knowing, going and seeking help, like I said, that's one of the biggest, boldest things that you could do. Because, like I said, um, that's some uh, fear that you're overcoming. Um, because it, it's tough. It, it's like, what next? What if I go through help and nothing happens? What if I, you know? talk to somebody, but they look at me a certain type of way. Now, mm-hmm. I know you look at me different. It's, 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 it's nothing like that. We all go through things in life that doesn't make us weak. It's make us human. And I think that's one of the biggest things we go through, but we have resources available for veterans and for family members to really talk about this. And so they could all get on the same page. I can't help you if I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. You know, you know, and you can't help yourself if you don't acknowledge that there is a problem. I think that's with anything where we're going through anything, we have to acknowledge that there is a problem and talk about it. And to be in and, and that showing that vulnerability is showing strength and showing encouragement. And um, and so just doing that is it, taking that a big step towards your recovery and towards um and towards just an overall way of life when it comes to you and your family and the people in your circle. Yeah, man. Yeah. Beautifully said. So, you know, in your own life, what's been, you know, just just practicing that that muscle vulnerability with you right now? You know, what has been looking back at it? What has been one of those moments for you where you were like, damn, I do not like this is really hard for me to talk about. This is really hard for um, me to go seek help right now. Is there is there an instance in your life where that that comes to your mind where it was like, man, I really do not want to do this. But then you ended up showing that vulnerability and seeking help yes um for me it was just being like i, I didn't just wake up like, okay i want to go let me go talk to some it's not you know it wasn't that easy for me but what yeah. i did do was 
Oh my, I'm saying like once again, relating back to my wife, she when I when we first moved to Houston, it was like I didn't know anybody. So 90% of my time was spent in my room in the dark, you know, thinking about everything but the right thing. And so my wife, she ended up calling uh one world project. Um, and they end up inviting me out to top golf. Like I never did golf before, but um, yeah. and um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll go, you know, she was like, you need this. And so I just got out the house and went there. And the, for the first day that I went out there, I didn't really golf. I just sat in the back. And um, and when when the biggest thing they just uh said, Hey man, how you doing? You know, introducing yourself and just being around other veterans, it, it made me because when I got out, it's just like, oh man, it's just me out here. I feel like alone. I was isolated. And I, and I miss that military component of me, you know, being around uh, other other brothers and sisters in arms and mm-hmm. just that camaraderie and just being around them was no agenda, wasn't anything like they needed anything from it. It's just like, how are you doing? You know, what's going on? And until I was in the 82nd, oh, you for army too? Boom, boom, boom. So it's just like that like-minded uh, thing that came about. Once again, I never talked about my injuries, never spoke once about what happened. Um, but just like, just being around them, it was, it was a relief, you know, just getting back, uh, you know, that camaraderie again, once and the next time I went out again, uh, we just went on selling and, um, it's just people were just talking about, it eventually started talking about their time in the military. And then that, you know, over time, those things started to happen. I was able to start to get comfortable and start to share my experience and everything. And then. You know, when I hit that brick wall, I'm like, man, I don't know how to deal with this. And one of the guys that was going, he suggested coming to a group, a group therapy, going to group therapy with him. And I went and then I went to a one-on-one therapy. And that's how it segued mm. for me to get, that, yeah. get comfortable and stuff like that with me. So it wasn't just me, somebody telling me, go do this. But once again, they did it with me. You know, saying, saying, and, and build that trust, and and telling me, okay, this is what I did. You know, I'm just, I'm not gonna just tell you what to do, but let's let's go do this together. And um, and 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 that helped me tremendously. You know, once again, I had my wife tell me, you need to do this, call them for me. Uh, you know, or and then you, then the other warriors coming to me and saying, hey, let's go do this together, and then let's get out, let's train, let's get physical. And let's go in at the end, we're talking about some of the things. So it's just, that's how it was the domino effect for me, slowly building my trust and breaking down those walls of what I think things may be or how I think things are. Um, um, but really, and it's really walking in my truth and being encouraged by everybody else, by seeing what they do. Um, and then, so I had a great team around me um to help me get me to that point where i could be vulnerable yeah and, and truly I, tell my story for mm-hmm. sure bro. yeah and it, and it started like you said going back to earlier it just started with that first step and i think right. and i think for the listeners and this is so powerful because you thought you were alone right and the mm-hmm. people and the people going through depression whether whether you're transitioning out of the military whether you've gone whatever you've gone through depression makes you feel like you're alone Right. Mm -hmm. And then you took that first step and you got out of your comfort zone and you went to that first event. Right. You're never alone. Even if you think Mm -hmm. that you're alone, like there's always someone that is out there that wants to help you. All it takes is that you showing that first initial taking that first step, showing that initial strength and you will find someone who's going to help you. 
And I think right. that that is such a is such an important piece right there. There will never be someone who is not for the, the only person. The only way you don't seek help is if is if you don't allow yourself to seek help, right. in my opinion. Right. There's there's yeah. always someone in a group out there for you. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want is that is there for you. It's, it's what you're looking for. If you don't want help, then you're going to think that it's, you're going to be oblivious to it, that it's out there. But if you want help and start seeking it. You, you'll be surprised of the different doors that are open up to you to, to, to receive that help and stuff that you need. Cause they're like, once again, they're out, there are people out there that wants to help and um that you can talk to and really care and genuine about, you know, making sure that you're in the right state of mind and, um and helping towards your, 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 you know, your recovery for your mental health. Yeah, man. So Earl went from, you know, in, by yourself in Houston, obviously you had, you had your, your wonderful wife there, there with you which obviously is, is a huge help, but then just went from being alone to your room to taking that first step to going to group therapy, go to individual therapy to now, you know, sharing your testimony. Right. And it just shows you that if like anything in life, if you stick to it and you keep showing up, right, then it will get better. And in your life, I think it's safe to say completely changed around, man. How has, how did group therapy and individual therapy, how did, what did, what did that feel like? for you, I guess, in the beginning? And then how did that evolve over time? Um, the first time, like, first time I went, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't the best time. It's like, I'm, I'm the one to sit in the back of the room and see and observe everybody, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, introvert to say the least. And just like, and once again, to that trust is being built. Like, are you, do you really want to help me? And once I realized and figure out like yeah oh they're genuine about their actions they, they they really want to hear what i got to say and how i can overcome that it's not just a, a you know a check off in their book that they did this today yeah but um i was able to to really see that you know that their their actions were genuine and and that that built trust for me um and and build a network of individuals of of veterans that was in that group um or that i'm the veteran community with and um and we start doing way more things together and they start suggesting other things that me get and getting out you know um you know and talking to different individuals who who, who helped them along the route you know um, and, and that i mean it worked tremendously for me like to be able to come out and like i said once that trust is built and once i was able to walk out there and be like okay there's a problem i need help and i'm really seeking it and then that's when it was able to be all turned around for me to say the least sure so you know you mentioned that you're still dealing with you know some of those some of those internal battles right as we all do yeah. um, mm -hmm. as every single person does so what are some things now that you do you know when you're going through a mental rut when you're in that in that dark space you know what are some things that you do now compared to what you would have done before showing all this vulnerability and becoming the man who you are today um, like you said, uh, earlier, it's just hey, a simple phone call. I'm not doing well today. Uh, I have a group of friends that I call and be like, yo, I'm having, I'm having a rough day. We need to talk. Hey, we'll, we'll go out. We'll go to the gym or we'll go out to like, um, just, a, you know, just to get out the house and really talk about it and just help me, help me get through that moment instead of just isolate myself. I think isolation is one of the most the worst things that you could do. Um, um, for me, I, I see what it is. I, you know, I, I look more deeper where it's coming from 
and why it is what it is. And then, uh, you know, you know, I, I feel it, but I don't let it drive me, you know, um, yeah. you know, so I stay, you know, I, I see what it is and then I, I allow myself to feel that emotion, but then I move on from it. Um, I don't stay there. I think that's one of the biggest things. Like it, it is, you know, it's a dark place for me. And so, you know, I help myself be, you know, vulnerable enough to be able to realize what it is and then and, and try to move my best to move forward. But I think the the difference is now is like before I would stay there, this time I have a group of people that I call and to get me out the house or talk talk me talk me um on the phone and just get my mind off of it as well. So I think those two things, like having that support and just you once again. Going back to taking that first step to really move out of that darkness and really talking to somebody else about the, the issues that we, that we face daily. For sure. And I, I guess just piggybacking off of that, what advice would you give to the listeners who think that they are completely alone and there's no one out there right now? You know, what what advice would you give them? What would you tell them their next step should be? I mean, you know, there. With this, it's just walk out on faith and strength. You know, you're stronger than what you think you are, and, and you're not alone in this. Uh, like you said, your you, your friend called you, and everything, and you and I guarantee you that you have people in your corner that you could you could talk to, and and don't they won't look down on you because you're going through issues. Because I guarantee you they're probably going through something as well. But once again, that takes courage and strength to be able to do that and just and walk in that. And knowing that and knowing that you're stronger than what you think you are. And right now it's just a moment. It's a season that comes and goes. And but you could build have strength from this season when you move forward. Once you overcome, overcome that obstacle and you look back to what you've been through, that's gonna build strength for you, not only for yourself, but for other individuals that 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 are around you as well. So I would say keep fighting. Yeah, don't give up. And, you know, walking by strength and walking by faith. And you mentioned it before, but how is your how is your faith and your relationship with God? How has that helped you overcome, obviously, the experience that you went through, but also um, just the things we're talking about with with mental health? I think faith was a critical uh, foundation piece for me. Yeah, I think faith has helped me push me. Of course, my training, but. You know, my conversation with God upon that rubble was, you know, you know, these are things that I still stand on today. You know, of course, some of him telling me, like, watch out for the little things when the rubble fell into my mouth uh, about not giving up, not quitting. And, you know, you are a warrior, you know, and just telling me these things, you know, that that brought peace to brought peace to, to me, you know, and I think that's where my peace comes from as well. Um knowing that, you know, he's not going to put more more on me than I could bear. And if he put me through this situation, it's a learning experience, you know, that I could learn from and not just, you know, I like to say, take a L, you know, but yeah. I'm learning from this. Um, and so, you know, what, how can I learn from this and how can this make me stronger? You know, so now once again, I always look to my son or my daughter you know, as they looked at me, for an example, how did you handle well, If they asked me, how did I handle this? I want to make sure that I handle it as God with God as my foundation. And also showing them the strength that I was able to overcome these things 
by acknowledging it, but really moving forward from that. And I think, you know, that those, you know, in every aspect of my life, God put these little things in my in my life to be able to to really channel and help others when it when it comes to that, telling my testimonial and talking about the dark overcoming their darkness, you know, and having falling back on this on your strengths. Amen, man. Yeah, God tests his his toughest warriors for mm-hmm. sure, bro. And um you're a warrior in every sense of the word. And I think that that definition needs to change, right? Because I think that part of being a, a warrior and part of that definition needs to be a v- relentlessly vulnerable leader. When you think of the mm. word wa- warrior, we need to change the culture where being a warrior exactly. being, being a warrior is someone who talks about what's actually going on inside of them instead of just, I mean, being a badass, being, you know, physical and going out there and, and attacking, you know, physical challenges and, and protecting your family. That also is, is a warrior in every sense of the word, but just as important or more important needs to be that, mm-hmm. that idea of, of being vulnerable, man. So what a just, you know, we could, we could talk for forever and there's so many awesome lessons that, that I can tend that I'm excited to continue to learn from you, Earl, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll end with this. And, you know, we're excited to have you at the 38 Challenge um, on, on July 16th. Excited to have you out. Excited for you to connect and to, um, to be the, the leader that you are. But what does the 38 Challenge mean to you? So when it comes to that, and just think about the story of your brother, man. It's just, it, like I said, gives me chills and things. Um, just to being there for other people that's around you, being connected. Um, and what you're doing, like, man, uh, like, like that's, like, it gives me chills every time or just thinking about, you know, the things that you're doing which end up, and what you're, the foundation that you're setting for your brother and, and what he's meant to you. And so, and I think that's, I think that's where all of us want to make sure that, you know, we're having that impact in other people, you know, so it helps me to, to see that. So it's just like when I'm going, that the guys since everybody that I mentor will continue to carry on my legacy by by building up themselves to be stronger and going out and continue to serve and continue to help other people as well with you know with with the with the tools that they have with the God given abilities that they have and I think uh, that's what you're doing you're setting a, a network and a foundation for people to you know to show that you know we're here you know for each other and we're here to help. And I think with the 38 challenge, that's, you know, that's, that's what you're breathing. That's what you're breathing. And, and you know, it's all just hats off to you and, and, and your foundation and everything that you're doing to continue to carry on the legacy of your brother. And, um, and I just pray that, you know, that I continue to have, a you know, an impact like that with, 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 you know, when I'm, when I'm going from here as well. Yeah, man. And I'm, and your story is, 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 is remarkable as well, man. And it's, you know, it's not us, but it's it's the mission, right? It's it's the people that we're trying to help, right? That's, I think that's the important part, and 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 that's what's going to change, you know, it's going to change the culture. So, Earl, how do people get in touch with you? How do they get in contact with Combined Arms? Um, just you know, any resources that you would want to give the listeners uh, would be would be incredibly helpful. Yeah. So, like at Combined Arms, we're you know, our motto is to help veterans and to get them connected to resources uh, to make sure their transitions is as smooth as possible as they're getting out the military. 
And so and that's one of the things, whether you're a veteran, whether, whether you're a National Guard, active duty service member, uh, SIVs or family members or caregiver, we're there to help you with your transition or get, help get connected to resources. We have over 190 different nonprofit organizations that are in our network and have over 900 different resources that you can connect with, whether it be for entrepreneurship, mental health, health and wellness, um, job placement, you know, the list goes on and on and on. We're there to help you to uh, get connected to resources. You can look, find us um, on online, www.combinedorms.us um, and go and create a profile and we have somebody uh, connect with you within the next 48 hours. And if it's immediate, um, like I said, we have somebody there. We, our job is to, uh, to hold the organization accountable that's in our network to help them to make sure they contact you in a timely manner. So um, just look us up and create a profile and we'll give it to you as soon as possible. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, you'll be able to meet Earl for the people who will be in, in Fort Worth for the challenge in person. You'll be able to meet him in person. Um, super excited to work with Combined Arms. Our, our missions are, are incredibly similar, right? Just one helping veterans, helping athletes, and then just helping shadow the stigma, man. So thank you so much for your time, Earl. I mean, I, I appreciate you, brother. I, I look forward to our relationship continue to develop. And um, man, just thank you so much for, for a raw, vulnerable, um, unedited conversation. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me here. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.